You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to the show. We're talking a little bit of politics this week, breaking down uh, the election Super Tuesday was last week, but uh, Donald Trump did release his health care plan, so we've got some details and analysis on that. And also, uh, we're going to break down uh, some of Hillary Clinton's latest campaign ads, which are, are, are touching on an issue that we've covered in depth on this show, which is how expensive drugs are. Uh, hey, Matt, why don't we just listen to one of those first, and then we'll uh, talk about it. Heart disease, asthma, diabetes. Seven out of ten Americans take prescription drugs. But in the last seven years, drug prices have doubled. Hillary's going to take on the drug companies, require Medicare to negotiate lower drug prices, let people buy their prescription drugs from countries like Canada at half the price, and cap monthly prescription costs for every American. The drug companies have been overcharging long enough. It's time to fight back. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. I think a very effective ad, Alan, that resonates with a lot of people, regardless of your political affiliations, because this is an issue that is out there. And she is one of the only candidates that are hitting um, on this issue. Right. Um, what did you think of that ad? Had you seen that before? Yeah, I'd heard I'd seen it on TV. Uh, I, I think she hits a nail on the head. But at the same time, she doesn't talk about the regulatory part of it. That one of the reasons is why is the, because of the ACA and the right. $85 billion surcharge that uh, was built into the law on the, that industry. Right. And so, you know, when we talk about how drugs come to market, well, most of the drugs that are created come to market here first and then go out to the rest of the world. But to bring them to market, I think the last time I saw was like $2 billion for one drug to come to the market. So at some point they have to recoup the the R&D costs and I think the R the total R&D for one drug is like 4 to 5 billion dollars total. So uh plus all the regulatory hurdles that these companies have to jump through. And so uh I think the Affordable Care Act also probably through more regulations at some of these pharmaceutical companies. And so some of that cost is probably due to some of that crap. And so uh, I, I, I she's telling part of the story, but not the entire story. So I would have to say a half-truth to it, in my opinion. One of the things that we've talked about in depth on this show is the consolidation all across many industries. Right. And, and, and that's happened in pharmaceuticals, so there's really less choice. <clears throat> that's another reason why it's expensive. And then another point is in favor of having the Medicare negotiate drugs uh, for for them. And it's a good idea. Actually, if Trump was negotiating it, I, I might actually be in favor of it. But the boobs that they have uh, negotiating it in Department of Health and Human Services are actually screw it up. terrible. And, you know, while it's a great idea, the government is terrible at saying no. Mm-hmm. And it's not their money. So, so they're much more likely to to spend more. So well, and it sounds like a great idea, but do you want? Who would you rather have? I mean, yeah. wait, Sean, <laughs> are you saying that socialism decreases competition? 
Is that what you're saying? Maybe, maybe. And, and creates things that like unintended consequences. I've never heard of that before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all new to me. Yeah. That's what you get when you uh, pass a law that in the middle of the night and well, it's transformational. You know, yeah, across but, all these but let's all let's also remember, you know, we had the past this disaster of a bill to actually see what the heck was but in the stand. we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Oh, thank you, Nancy Pelosi, for telling me what I already knew. And it was essentially an outline, and so some of these things are starting to play out. So, well, anyways, that was that was a good ad, but let's listen to the other side, the front runner, uh, the Donald. Uh, well, do we have some Varney things breaking that down? Good, good show. Uh, let's listen to their analysis. Now, Trump wants to increase competition by allowing insurers to sell plans, any plan they like, across state lines without regard to the state's own insurance regulations. That's called the free market. Fox Medical A-Team's Dr. Mark Siegel is with me. Sounds like a great plan. Free competition, uh, national insurance companies offer any plan you like, buy whatever you want. What's wrong with that? It's great. And sometimes Trump uses a verbal shorthand that gets him in trouble. The lines, the lines. It sounds like the lines in a doctor's office. He means yeah. state lines. He means if you yes. have a health plan in Nevada, you should be able to bring it into New York. Yes. That will install national competition. It will drive down premiums. There's essentially a statewide monopoly in each state because right. you can't do that. Right. Both, all three of them agree with that. It's huge. It has to be in there. Got it. That's a great idea, right, Sean? That well, increases competition. In theory, it would, but one of the um, things that people are very uh, in favor of is, you know, state regulation and insurance is one of those things that is regulated at the state level, Nebraska Department of Insurance. So if it were to be sold across state lines, they would have to have some sort of federal regulations would actually give more power to the federal government to control it. And I don't know if that would actually lead to more competition. Well, and at the same time, you would have to think, okay, so some of these plans that they would make across state lines, how many doctors do you actually have to have in the network to actually make it more competitive? You know, how many, how, how many people, how many citizens would you have to actually have in the insurance plan to actually see lower costs? It would be really hard for me to just say, okay, we have one person in a plan in the state of Nebraska and... You're, you're paying the same as, say, somebody in the state of New York that has 15,000 people in it, you know, and now that doctor or that insurance company is having to negotiate with, you know, all these different hospitals and doctors. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be really hard for me to believe that that's even remotely possible in that instance. If you're wondering why we're laughing, it's actually... A <laughs> Different things. So I, I love memes, uh, which is some, right. uh, a picture of somebody with a text, and uh, there's a picture of Bernie Sanders in a white suit, and they photoshopped uh, the mustache in, and he really looks like Colonel Sanders, and it says Sanders 2016, free chicken for everyone. Dull. <laughs> yeah, <Dull. have> <laughs> pretty much. I don't know. It's but on on the other hand, his his other. Uh, ideas weren't bad and i think number no. one that i would like to point out too is that people being able to deduct medical expenses off of their individual tax return uh i think is an important thing well and i think the price transparency part of his uh plan uh that requires it 
Individuals should also be able to shop to find the best prices for procedures, exams, and other medical-related procedures. Um, we've actually talked to somebody who actually has a website who does a lot of that, Jeannie Pender, remember? Yep. Uh, it also, I think, it allows individuals to fully deduct the cost of their health insurance premiums under, uh, you know, under the current tax system. Businesses are allowed to do this. Why can't individuals? And so I think uh, those two plus block granting Medicaid to the states are things that I like about his plan. That's. Do you think that block grant program would work? Uh, Why know, do they even have to send it out in the first place? Well, I think that state governments know what they know their people best, know their, you know, and states should be able to seek out and eliminate fraud, waste, abuse, as well as not worrying about having the federal government tell a state how to deliver care. So that's why I like block grant money rather than actual holding a gun to the state's head and saying you have to do it this way. I think it gives more flexibility to the states by block granting the money. Some... Uh, CHIP program is an example of a block grant program. Right. And, and and for the most part, I think CHIP, S-CHIP has worked. I would say so. Yeah. Better than... Better most. than Medicaid, better than Medicare. Right. right. What caught your attention this week? Uh, one of my friends who works at the Council for Affordable Health Care, uh, they sent a letter to Senator Grassley uh, and the... Uh, who uh, has legislation out there, S-1697, that uh, allows small business to continue to provide health reimbursement arrangements uh -huh. because the IRS deemed them a group health care plan and can fine employees and employers $100 a day for having a HRA-type arrangement. Um, so this legislation would actually... Uh, remove the IRS from being allowed to fine small businesses. Uh, you know, the penalty for the entire year is 36500 per employee and is capped at a half a million dollars. And think about this. The penalty on businesses for failing to comply with the employer requirement of the ACA is $2,000 a year. There's actually that's one penalty. Yeah. Then there's another penalty if it's not affordable, which is three thousand dollars a year. Then right. there's a penalty if they don't file the form. So yep. that's five hundred dollars a form. Yep. And then um lo and behold, if they don't get it right and maybe the person was supposed to be on uh, offered insurance and didn't and somehow fell through the cracks and mm -hmm. gets sick or has an issue, like that could even potentially offer liabilities for that organization. So obviously if you're a business, the most important and effective approach, I would say, Alan, would be to go to healthreformexplained.com and, and subscribe to that newsletter, at least at the start, and learn about how Edie Bellis and their team of compliance and uh, healthcare consulting experts can help your organization. Totally. I couldn't agree more because we're the experts. We know what you are going to need to do to comply with the law as well as... Uh, 
find ways to make your business more competitive. The a the air up there. Uh, we're going to talk about that next, and also uh, Jim's got some information uh, from two weeks ago about uh, a Federalist paper that uh, was still looming out there. We're trying to figure out what that was. Uh, that and much more. 402-342-1290 if you'd like to uh, get in after the break. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll be right back. 